We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we're jumping right into the Alumni Edition episodes from Spiritual Emphasis 2021. Today, you're going to hear a powerful message from our friend and Teen Challenge alumni, Pastor Alex Delgado. Listen in and be blessed today. Because I know tonight is about commissioning. And some of you have given up on some dreams. Well, I came here tonight to pour some gasoline on that dream that you once had. Because we can't stop dreaming. You and I can't afford to stop dreaming. If we stop dreaming, we start going back. We start going back, we die. We don't have the luxury of being a backseat Christian. Either we're on fire on the front lines or we're dead. Faith without works is dead. So I came here tonight. I got a word. I want to pray. God, I just thank you, God, that your spirit's already in here. They don't need to hear from me, God. They need to hear your word, God, that this would be not man's wisdom or a representation of articulate words, but a demonstration of your power that hits this tent today, God. Those that have given up on dreams that you gave an induction, God, that they're just coasting through. They might have a smile on their face in this tent, God, but when they go home, there's tears, God. Would you reignite some dreams tonight, God? Would you reignite a vision, God, where there is no vision, the people perish, God. You didn't call us to be with Without vision, God, would you do something in this tent tonight? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Is there any dreamers in the house tonight? Come on. I want to talk about a dreamer. Mike, I'm starting my clock now, okay? So that was a tithe. <laughs> we tithe that first five. All right? Here's Genesis 37. If you're taking notes tonight, the message would be don't stop dreaming. Genesis 37, verse 5. One night Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. I'm just going to pause right there for a second. Be careful who you share your dreams with. See, haters are going to hate anywhere you go. You ever get a word from God? Hey, brother, God touched me. That's great. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad he touched you. I got out of Teen Challenge. Glory to God, we're going to see revival. Just trying to get through the sixth grade, homies. Calm down. All right, thank you. All right. Verse six. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Not everybody is ready to hear what God has told you. Verse eight. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way they talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. 
And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed down low before me. Now he's getting brave. This time, he went and told his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually bow down to the ground before you? Verse 11. But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what those dreams meant. See, immaturity will run off emotion. Will just act and respond. But his father had seen God move. His father had wrestled with God and pondered, what could this mean, this dream that he's having with God? See, because nine chapters before, his father had a dream. Jacob had a dream when he put his head on a rock and he saw this big ladder coming down with angels ascending to and from. And look what the scriptures say. Jacob laid his head on a rock at the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your God, grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. He's speaking to Jacob. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. See, I'm here to tell you today that the generational covenant was passed down from generation to generation by a dream. What has God placed in your life? What is God trying to generationally pass through a dream that he has put in your life? See, Jacob remembered. Joseph learned how to dream from his daddy because daddy received a generational blessing. Tonight we're going to talk about four things that I believe will encourage us. I'm preaching to myself. When I say us, I'm not preaching at you. I'm in this thing with you. This sermon is for me. It's for you. And I believe I have an on-time word. Twice last night I thought Pastor Ron was going to preach my message. And the second time I thought Alberto was going to go there. We got a word tonight about dreams. Because I know that I know that I know if you went through Teen Challenge, when that light bulb went on, you began to dream with God. Because if you could get rid of addiction, if you could get rid of pornography, if you could get rid of suicidal spirits, God's got something for you. He's got something for your family. Your children aren't going to be motherless. They're not going to be fatherless. You're going to live and live abundantly. So what's the first thing about dreams? Dreams are always developed in darkness look what happens joseph shoots at the mouth tells all his brothers genesis 37 23 tells us so when joseph arrived his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing they grabbed him and threw him into a cistern to the bottom of a well now that cistern was empty there was no water in it if god has placed a dream in your life i guarantee you it's going to strip down everything you got and take you to just that dream. Dreams are always developed in darkness. Think about the time that you actually dream. When is it? At night, when you're sleeping. They say that you actually begin to dream. REM sleep, where you can actually sleep and dream between the one and three o'clock hour. Which tells us the darkest night before the dawn is when you're actually starting to dream and have dreams and visions. Are you in a dark place tonight where you can't see what God is doing? Well, I got some good news for you. That's God's birthing place because God's going to take us down to get rid of everything we got and take us down to our bare bones, which is him, because he is enough. And sometimes we got to get out of the way because the dream is about him, not about us. 
See, I know I don't look like it. I'm crazy. I'm team challenged to the max. I should have been in this program when I was born. They should have brought me right here. I don't know how to do anything in moderation. Nothing. Okay? I got saved. I became a pastor. I, I started running. I ran a marathon. Now, oh, let's do a triathlon. It's got to be an Ironman. I mean, there's nothing in my life that is in moderation. Right? Well, Navy SEALs, they drop them in the ocean. It's called a ship attack. It's the, it's the most dangerous Navy SEAL mission you can go on. They drop you in the ocean two miles from the ship that you're supposed to attack. Two guys, all you have is a compass and swim underwater. And there's some light off the moon, so they have some compass. But as the ship approaches, the shadow of the ship begins to cover them and it goes dark. And the hardest part of that mission is when they have to go under the boat where there is nothing but noise and ruckus and violent screams. And they have to put a bomb in the keel, which is the very center of the boat, where it's completely dark. You can't even see your hand. And every Navy SEAL knows that you must be your best in that moment. They are trained so hard because in that moment, you must be your best. Teen Challenge, I'm here to tell you that if we want to change the world, we must be our best in our darkest moments. Oh, come on, I practiced that. That should be good. We must be our best in our darkest moments. I don't care how high you can jump up and shout at spiritual emphasis. What are we doing when we go home and nobody is looking and all hell breaks against us? What are we doing? If we are going to birth a God-sized dream, we must be our best in our darkest moments. Here's the second one. Dreams do not despise small beginnings. Zechariah 4 verse 10 says, Do not despise the small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line. We love talking about Nehemiah. I built my whole entire youth group off the book of Nehemiah and the leadership and the way in 52 days he built a wall. But let me tell you, someone had to have a vision for that wall. And they sent some people and tried. Do not despise small beginnings, pastor. You're working at a Jiffy Lube, but you're called to pastor. Minister to the people at Jiffy Lube. You can pastor right where you are. TCMI, you're trying to figure it out. Start pastoring with the C van who's miserable that doesn't want to go out and fundraise. I don't think you fundraise anymore. Not relevant, okay? <laughs> when we used to fundraise, the C van was upset, okay? They were eating lemons before we went outside. And don't be like me who would see someone coming absolutely miserable and run out the room because I didn't want to be around negative people when God was trying to teach me how to pastor. When God was trying to teach me how to love somebody. But I was running from the very thing. Pastor touched on it last night. Wisdom is the opportunity to learn. You can pastor exactly where you are. Teen Challenge staff member. You're figuring out how old your director is because you're like, man, I got 18 years. If he retires then, I can be director for four years. Do not despise small beginnings. God wants to use you exactly where you are. But God blesses what's done in secret. And he exposes what's done in secret. I can't get on this stage and not live this. And if I do, I'm going to fool you for a little bit and I will be exposed eventually. Nobody will mock God. Do not despise small beginnings. Here's the third thing. You guys with me? Yeah. 
right. Dreams. Oh, hold on. I'll give you another nugget. I think this one's good, but I didn't get anything last time. Your daily decisions will determine your destiny. Oh, that's good. That'll preach, Alex. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Your daily decisions will determine your destiny. What you do today is where you're headed tomorrow. And the beautiful thing about that is that his mercies are new every morning. New grace, new mercy. I could love again. If you don't know that, get married. You will find that out quick. Lord, I need your mercy. I messed it up. Pastor Ronald, lay hands on me. Give me a prophetic word. Somebody cut me off. I'm screaming, yelling at everybody in the car. That didn't happen last night, I promise. <laughs> promise to the, the three-year-old who was screaming. Here's the third one. I'm going to park here for a little bit. I'm going to shoot some shots at you, TCMI. Where's TCMI at? Are you over here? All right. There's my people. Dreams define character. See, dreams don't define calling. They define your character. So many of us go around trying to defend our calling. I've been called. I've been saved. I've been set apart. I'm supposed to do this. See, I got out of Teen Challenge. I had to prove my worth, that I belonged in the church, that I'm not a pastor's kid. I might have been an ex-drug addict, but I belong here, fighting for what I belong. And God just wants to work on my character. See, because your talent will put you in a room your character can't keep you. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I was talking to some radical believers. TCMI, listen up. You can preach the paint off the walls, but can you walk the walk when no one is looking? Seriously, we work so much on our gifting, and God is not concerned with that because your gifting, you have to keep that. God wants a vessel to work through the demonstration of his power. If I come up here, all we need is a prophetic word. We don't need a good sermon. This word, the world doesn't need another good sermon. They need someone who spent some time with Jesus and been in the presence of a holy God. Your dreams will define your character. Do not let, one of my biggest prayers is I've been exalted running through ranks, getting to preach at places where I'm like, are you sure God? And see, this is the home team. My pastor said, how'd it go? I said, that, that's like the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. This place is the best. You're my people. But don't allow your talent or your gifting to put you in a room that your character can't keep you. God is way more concerned with your character. See, he told me to get real tonight. I'm not just going to come up here and jump and shout. Yeah, I'm going to jump and shout. I'm Cuban. There's no, and I like espresso, a lot of it. Okay? I'm like the chubbier Alberto, shorter, chubbier. Okay? Can we get a rag, please? Rag! I started sweating, but the reality is, see, I went to TCMI on fire for God. Filled with the Holy Ghost, called to preach to the nations. And when I got there, all of a sudden, thank you, sweet. I started feeding my flesh. I didn't know who I was. Someone or two started showing me attention and I liked it. And I forgot about the calling of God on my life and I didn't have the character to keep what I was doing. So I made some poor choices. See, I'm not coming up here, perfect poster child, team challenge guy. No, I'm a broken man that shouldn't be up here. But by the grace of God, he picked me up out of the mire and set my foot on solid rock and has allowed me. I just heard 
testimony from pastor. I've heard about you. You're a legend. Thank you for paving the way for a guy like me to come storming right behind you because I'm paving the way for the next one to come right behind me. I got kicked out of TCMI after my first two quarters. Got sent to San Diego where I show up in San Diego like I'm a gift. No, seriously, I'm a gift. You're so blessed to have me, Herlindo. Like the Lord has made a way for me to come and be a blessing here. I'm two and a half years clean. I got an apprentice that's nine months clean telling me to shave every day. Did you put a razor on that, brother? What did you say to me? We laugh, but I want to give honor where honor's due. Herlindo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for fathering me. Thank you for looking me in the face and saying, we don't need you, you need us. And if you're lucky, you'll allow God to move in your life. Where I cleaned the bathroom for three months straight and wasn't allowed to leave the center. They had their 5K and they said, no, he's not ready. I just won the 5K at Teen Challenge. I know it doesn't look like I run, but I run, okay? Just run it at TCMI and I show up. I said, you better get in that bathroom. See, but David learned how to be king on the side of a mountain. And that was my moment. That was my moment where my character had to be defined. That was my moment where I had to bow my knee and say, come hell or high water, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn from that. I began to share dreams with Brother Mike, and he began to fuel and father me in the faith and her lindo. And the first three months, I quit every day of my life. But then all of a sudden, something happened at that halfway mark where God began to move in my life. And I began to get filled with the Spirit of God. And God was making a way for me to get my credentials while I was tucked away in a dark place. See, thank God that I was in a dark place and not on a stage preaching to thousands. So another casualty of Jesus happened. But God had put me in a dark place. In two weeks, I wasn't even going to share this glory to God. Two weeks before I graduated San Diego to Teen Challenge to go back to TCMI, I was offered an internship at a church while I was there. Had everything I would ever want. Would have had a house, would have had pay, would have had everything. And no, the Lord said Jesus had to go through Samaria and you better get your butt back to TCMI and you better finish what I started in you and you better show a legacy that it can be done. Two weeks before I graduated, I, was, I had hepatitis C and I could not get the insurance for the medication I needed that was $180,000 in LA. But all of a sudden in San Diego County, it was approved and two weeks before I left, they started to give me the medicine and they even were shipping it to Southgate. And then six weeks later in Southgate, I was completely healed and delivered of hepatitis C because the Lord made a way, but he had to test my character in the dark place, I would have missed that whole thing. I would have missed the whole thing and not done the next right thing in front of me. What is God asking you to do, alumni? Where is God asking you to go? Who is God asking you to preach to? I never in my life thought I would be a youth pastor. I still have the time I'm like, really? I didn't even like teenagers. 
1,000 teenagers have gotten saved in the last two years in our ministry. A thousand. We have baptized 500 youth in water in the last two years. I'm not that good. Period. If you haven't noticed. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What is the Lord asking of you? See, someone told me the definition of success, a mentor of mine. He said it is doing the best you can with what you got, where you're at. We always look, well, if I could just work at that church and had a bigger budget, then we can have a move of God. I have no budget at our church. People will follow vision over money any day of the week. Tell them your why. Tell them that you've been delivered from alcohol. You've been delivered from drugs. That God has called you to go to the highways and to the byways to set the captives free. I'd rather be famous in hell than heaven. Hell better know my name when they see me coming. That I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul, I know. Do they know you? We are in this together. We are the most radical people on earth. The whole time I was in Teen Challenge, I spent the entire time trying to get out of Teen Challenge. Now I'm trying to get back in. Help me. I'd rather preach here than anywhere on earth because I know where you've been. And I know the power in this room. There's power in it. During testimony time, I was better preaching than I've heard in the last five years. It was unreal. The whole world's waiting to hear this. Who's going to go out today and there in the power that God put inside of you? You can bring the music up and make me sound like Billy Graham. Where's Jan right. We already heard a sermon about music last week. Mike, I'm going to land on time, brother. Well, maybe. I'll close four times. I'm a preacher. Gloria a Dios. Amen. Here's my last point. Dreams are not about you. It's not about me. See, God put a dream in me, and I thought it was up to me to make it happen. That I had to go and make it happen. God put something in me. It's up to me. I have to do it. But look at this. Look what it says in Genesis verse 50. We all know the story of Joseph. That's another good thing about not being in youth ministry, that you get, you know the story. You know that he went from Potiphar's house, or from the well to Potiphar's house, to the jail, that he told the baker to dream, this is my chance out. Nope, you're gonna sit there a little more because Joseph was learning something. See, early on, Joseph ran off and spouted everything. But now look what Joseph learns in Genesis 50, 18. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Do not be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. Many people. The dream that God has put inside of you is for many people. Not just you. What God wants to do in and through you is bigger than anything you can ask, think, or imagine. Who are these many people? You and I. You and I get to reap this harvest right here. That dream of the stalks bowing down was for you and I under this tent. Why? 
Because guess who his brother was? Who was Joseph's brother? Judah was Joseph's brother. And out of the lion of the tribe of Judah, he had to keep the lineage coming because Jesus Christ, the savior of the world was coming. That's what the dream was about. It wasn't about Joseph. It was about making sure that the lineage passed from one to the next to the next. Who is waiting for you? Whose grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren is waiting for you to rise up Tonight, as you get commissioned out of here, he had no idea that he had to keep Judah. Let, let me tell you, Judah would have died. And from Judah, it goes to David. And from David, Jesus comes. See, when God puts a dream inside of you, it's a whole lot bigger than the people you see or think you're touching. You be obedient exactly where God has placed you and let him take care of the rest because it's his plan not our plan we get to do this we get to wake up and say thank you god i'm not an addict anymore i'm a new creation you have given me a new life god what do you got for me today you want me to do this who do you want me to speak to today but we run through life i gotta get 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 maybe i'm the only one and you get busy and you get busy but we come to something like this Here's my prayer. As I say, God, give me a word to touch them. God, give a word that would change a destiny tonight. Someone who's willing to give up on the God dream that he put inside of you. Last night, I've been willing to give up on my God dream. I've been re ready to conform to what the world tells me I should be. See, at induction, I wasn't even going to share this, and my wife whispered in my ear before I came up here and said, you need to share with them the vision. Make it plain, make it clear. An induction, hugging a wooden cross in Indiana in the middle of a cornfield where I thought I was in the witness protection program because I came from Chicago. I'm screaming at the Lord's feet. He gave me a vision of stadiums across the globe filled with the glory of God and that I was a part of that and he put me here on this earth to do that and that's why I was created to partner with this movement that's going to bring the biggest end time harvest of radical believers that are unchurched that have no love for religion but want a holy God to come into their life and change their situation and I've been thinking man I'll just go plant a church I'll just go do the next thing but look at the faithfulness of God that's under this tent right here. And I'll close with this, my last close. Might buy one back. Last night, Pastor Ron comes up to me right here. And he looks at my wife and I and he says, I see stadiums filled with the glory of God in your life. And I began to weep right there. And I began to weep and I hugged Mike. I told Mike about that in induction and he believed in my dream. Be careful who you trust your dreams to because some people will try to abort them. Find yourself somebody who's going to fight with you and believe for your dream with you. Because let me tell you, spiritual emphasis did something for me. I'm leaving here holding on to my dream. What dream did you give up that you've given up and you're willing tonight? to be commissioned in the power of God. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for this opportunity. I have no business being up here. There's far more credential, far more wisdom under this tank. But I thank you.
God, that you allowed me this privilege to speak to my heroes. God, to speak to the world changers under this tent. God, I pray for the one right now. He's sitting in here saying, man, I'm still addicted. God, in a moment, you can change that. God, I pray for a heart change right now, God. Whatever's needed, God, that obedience would follow that, God. And you would begin to develop that dream, God. God, we thank you that you are the dream giver because it is your dream and your plan and you're coming back for your children. Thank you for calling us out of darkness, God. Commission us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.